Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello, and thank you for joining us at XM.com for the weekly outlook. Of course, we'll be having a look at the week ahead. I'm Cristina Marujos, and joining me today is Marios Hachikiriakos, investment analyst. Now, one could say, Marios, that this coming week is rather a quiet one regarding major events or important data releases. However, it might have in store some interesting developments. So let's start by having a look at the U.S. Congress has yet to agree on a new virus stimulus package, even though markets are anticipating a deal sooner rather than later. However, it's already been two weeks since the last package expired. Is this week likely to bring this much anticipated agreement? Hello, Christina. Unfortunately, no. The negotiations are going nowhere. One could even say they've broken down almost because neither side is feeling any urgency to compromise. The Democrats are still pushing for a three trillion package. The Republicans are saying one trillion and they are not willing to meet in the middle. Here's what I find interesting. The markets have barely reacted to this so far. Yes, the dollar has declined a little, but stock markets are still near their all time highs, which I think is a calculation a stimulus deal will arrive sooner rather than later. The stakes are too high for a deal not to come. There's an election in 12 weeks and no politician wants to be blamed for shattering the recovery ahead of an election. The longer this impasse lasts, the bigger the risks for the US recovery become. My real point is, will stocks have to sell off first before the politicians feel enough pressure to get the deal done? Let's stay in the U.S. for a moment and have a look at the FOMC minutes, which are out on Wednesday. Even though the Fed did not change its policy at its latest meeting, are we likely to get any surprises in the minutes? No, not really. They will probably show us how concerned policymakers were about the recent slowdown in the recovery and what their next step might be to support the economy. If they send strong signals that more action is coming in September, that could weigh on the dollar, but not too much in my opinion, because we already know something is coming in September. It's a strong possibility already. Crossing into Europe now, the euro has been boosted ever since EU leaders agreed on a virus relief package a few weeks ago. Now we have preliminary PMIs for August out on Friday. Is more good news priced in for the euro? Well, I don't know about that. The forecasts suggest that we are going to see a downtick in the services PMI, which is the most important one. And overall, the recent rally in the euro has really been predicated on the assumption that Europe will recover faster than most other economies, especially America. So if we were to see the services index struggling, that would be bad news for the euro rally. Another argument in the same direction is the trend of infections in Europe and America. In the US, infections are still far higher than Europe, but they're slowly coming down per day. Whereas in Europe, they are low, but they are rising. It's too early to call it the second wave, but Europe is accelerating. So if this trend in infections continues, a slowdown in the US, but an acceleration in Europe, that could really uh, trigger substantial correction in Euro dollar, in my opinion. And finally, Mario, staying on the data front, both the UK and Canada are reporting inflation and retail sales numbers. 
what are we likely to see in these uh, numbers and how will the pound and loony move? I would argue that the data are not that important for either of these currencies. So here's my little narrative about the UK. The pound has rallied very spectacularly lately. That was mostly because of a weaker US dollar, stronger risk appetite and some improving economic data in the UK. However, it's really difficult for me to envision this rally in the pound continuing. Unless the dollar continues to drop, it's difficult for me to see how the pound can keep on climbing because the UK has the lowest real interest rates out of other major economy right now, which usually hurts a currency substantially over time. Now in Canada, it's the opposite story. The loonie has been recovering, but its recovery hasn't been as robust as other commodity currencies like the Aussie or the Kiwi. That I think has to do with America more than Canada. Most of Canada's exports go to the US. So if the US is slowing down, that will eventually spill over into Canada. That has been holding the loonie down so far, but there's also some cause for optimism in my opinion. Because it has underperformed so far, there's scope for it to outperform going forward if and once the US virus situation is brought under control. Marius, thank you for joining me today for the weekly outlook and thanks for joining us at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.